Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, and welcome back to 32 Fans. Wheels, how's it rolling? Uh, It's rolling well. Uh, If you can't tell, it's just me. There's no Alexander Hunchester. He said, uh, and I quote, I don't care about the NFL draft. The Vikings have the 30th pick. Um, I'm too busy playing with my children on a Sunday, and my wife owns me, and she will not let me get away for an hour. And so he is not here. He will, I will make him uh, edit this whole thing. He's going to put in the, the draft noises that you hear and things like that. But he is not with us today, which is fine because he had no draft knowledge. And he would just complain about how I, basically, what happens is we email 32 fans or like 29 fans because usually like three teams have two first round picks in the NFL draft. Three teams don't, which is what happens this year. And Chester usually takes care of it. And he'll email Team 1, and then they'll respond in Team 2. And a few days ago, he was like, you realize you needed to start two weeks ago emailing because nobody responds to your blind, stupid emails. We don't even know, like, even big football fans don't always follow the draft, especially if their team doesn't have, like, a top 12 pick. And it turns out, for the first time ever, he was right. And it took a really long time, and sometimes people have never responded to my emails or responded 36 hours later. So it did take way longer than I thought it would. But I also realized that nobody cares about the end of the first round. So we're going to cut out the last 10 picks of the first round. So instead of doing 32 picks, let's call this episode 22 fans. Uh, and we're going to do the first 22 picks. And for the third straight year, we have our world-class draft expert coming on. The first year he came in, he did a great job, got rave reviews, but he did get banned for life from the podcast for predicting that LaRaven Clark would go to the Seahawks in the first round, when in reality I think he went to the third round of the CFL draft. And then last year, I don't remember what happened, he could remind me, but I believe he is currently uh, has a double ban, a lifetime ban. So this year, it, it would be, that's it. If he gets banned again, he's never coming back on, especially since I don't know if we're going to be able to do this again, because Chester apparently is anti-draft. Although hopefully the Vikings will go 1-15, and Chester will be Mr. Draft next year, and the Jets will have won the Super Bowl. Uh, and McCagnon will also have probably have traded the thirty-two, the thirty-second pick if they win the Super Bowl for like a backup free safety. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm rambling here. Let me bring in Jordan Kalish, our draft expert. Jordan, are you there? 
I, I am there, Keeve. Uh, thank you for having me back. Uh, I, I'm sorry that your co-host isn't here, and I, I hope somebody who's been banned twice from your podcast is at least a, an okay replacement just for the day. And and by the way, the uh, the Vikings have the 30th pick, but once upon a time, the Jets got Mohamed Wilkerson with the 30th pick, so you can get a good player there. Yeah, you could get good players at 30, but I get why. But you have no control over who gets there. Like you're no. you're guessing between 15 different guys, so I I get why he did it. I, there aren't a lot of sexy names at the second half of the first round, which is why I was happy to cut it out uh, at 22. It had nothing to do with the fact that I ran out of time before, uh, you know. The, and also, I don't really want to talk about the Patriots. Like, the Patriots have picked 23 and 31. They're just going to trade at least one of those picks anyway. It doesn't really, like, there's no real sense in talking about it. They're either going to trade up for a quarterback or more likely trade down and get 14 more picks. Like, I don't care who the Falcons pick at 26 or the Jaguars pick at 29. There, there's not, like, an interesting quarterback who's sort of falling. There's not going to be any memorable players picked in that range. So I'm, I'm fine not talking about it. But you, have to, you still have to beat the actual pick for 23 to 32. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my picks, but we uh, I mean we if we just want to sort of like fly, you know fly through them towards the end yeah yeah because we'll, you we'll go through that and, and you're right really when you when you get to that point it really is sort of like a guessing game you look at what their positional needs are you you look at who the uh, the experts have ranked at that position and it's basically you kind of just like plug and place them in and then a lot of times a team will reach or they'll take somebody who um, who was going in the second round of most mock drafts you never really know but it's uh, it's it's fun to predict and um, I. I do have my uh, my 32 pick mock draft with me. Yeah, and just to plug this, I haven't put it up yet, but it should be up by the time the podcast comes out. It should be out. I'll tweet it. I, I wrote an article on Medium about the worst draft in NFL history, like one team's worst draft in NFL history. Uh, that would be the 1985, uh, 1986, really, New York Jets. Uh, they picked 11 players. None of them made the opening day roster. Their second round pick, first round pick was injured. Their second round pick got cut in August. Uh, there's there's a lot of amazing stories in there, so I, I did a lot of research. I wrote about it, so I'll post that in the 32 Fans Facebook group and on Twitter. I had some fun doing that last week. Um, hopefully the Jets draft this year will be – at least one guy will make the team at the very least. Well, back then it was actually – what I, one thing I didn't really get into because it would hurt my argument is there was only 45-man rosters, uh, and the Jets were actually kind of good. So it was – that was a hard team to make. Uh, there weren't a lot of open slots available, and also like free agency was just much easier to keep your players. So the Jets literally returned, I think, like forty-four to forty-five guys from the previous year. Um, and and I think this year it shouldn't be too hard to to make the Jets if you're coming in as a rookie. Yeah, I would also back then there was there were only twenty-eight teams. Like the, you know the the quality. One of the amazing things about that second round pick is like his his agent was like, I don't understand. So he's so bad, like he can't make a team. Why'd you draft him? Like the agent was so shook. By what had happened, um, truly, truly uh, a heinous draft by the Jets, who were absolutely guessing. Like they would pick guys. Their first round pick uh, told the New York Times afterwards. Uh, I thought I was going to go as late as round five. I went in the first <laughs> round. He was like very surprised, and he was by far their best pick. Like he started some games for them uh, a few a few years later. Like he rode the bench and then started some games. He was the only one who, uh, who basically ever started a game for the Jets of those eleven picks. You know, I, I think when uh, I think when LaRaven Clark was listening to this podcast two years ago, he thought the same thing when he heard when he heard me pick him in the first round for the uh, the Seahawks. Is he still in the NFL, LaRaven Clark? Yeah, he's back up. Okay, is he still with the Colts? I don't know. Um, Doesn't really matter. Okay, so let's start. So I, I I emailed fans of a bunch of teams towards the end. No one was resp- responding, so I realized it's more productive to just go to Reddit and say, "Hey, who who do you guys want?" and then get the consensus pick. 
<laughs> so I did that for four or five teams. Some of the bots don't let you do it, but most of the Reddits are like, you can't do it on like the Patriots Reddit, really, or because it's just too big. But a lot of the teams, these, mm. like the Chargers don't have any fans, so you could go in there and you could probably start talking about like the television show Lost. And they'll let you talk about it because they're just happy someone's in there. Um, uh, so it's it's like twenty. So it's, instead of thirty two fans, it's like twenty two fans and and ten Reddit trolls and uh, maybe a couple of like uh, Patriots haters or something. So it's uh, it, it'll be good. Hopefully, I, I do better than them this year. Because, right. So you right. I will um, tell you who it is, but you sort of have to guess. Right. Sometimes it could be a Reddit troll. Although the truth is, sports Reddit isn't trolly, but it's sort of younger and less knowledgeable than the type of guy you just like have a sports conversation with. It's pretty young uh, uh, and stupid. Not like, okay, I not guess like aggressively to, uh, stupid, but like no knowledge of history. It's like 22-year-olds who started following football four years ago. Okay, so I guess I'm more used to the, uh, the, the Survivor Reddit where it's, it's mainly, mainly the trolls. Right, that, no, no, no. Uh, that, it's, that a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, at least the Jets Reddit, it's, it's not mean or aggressive or trolly. You're just not especially smart or knowledgeable. Okay, so let's start. Huh. Pick number one, we got the Cleveland Browns. Ron, Ronan Lefkowitz, our Browns fan, he also is going to pick four. Who do you think... The Cleveland Browns picked. So now, how do we do okay. this? I'm gonna, you're going to tell so, me who you think they picked. Yeah, I, I have my mock draft, which is who I who I think is going to go to that team. But then I'm also going to give you a guess because it could differ of who I actually think the fans took because my mock draft might be a little bit different right. than some of the other ones I've seen out there. And also, based on what the fans pick, obviously, they could pick someone that, that I have off the board on my mock draft already. So... I have with the first pick, uh, I have the Browns taking Sam Darnold from from uh, USC quarterback, uh, probably the safest uh, quarterback prospect in the draft. They've missed on so many quarterbacks. I think this would be the way to go. I think it's going to be tempting to take Josh Allen, who a lot of the scouts say might have uh, the better upside, but he's also somebody that can maybe never even uh, you know become a real uh, starting quarterback in the league. So I think they sort of have to go this route here and take Sam Darnold. A lot of mock drafts t- uh, have Josh Allen. I I'm going to say that that your uh, your Browns fan is going to agree with me and that they're, that they're taking uh, Sam Darnold with the first pick. Okay. Our Browns fan, Ron Nan, with the first pick, said that the Browns should pick Josh Allen. Okay. He said, I disagree. Here is his exact quote. <laughs> Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen are divas who don't want to wear the orange and brown. I'm not a sabermetrics guy. Success is mental, which is great. I mean, yeah, it's a good, it's a good quote. Someone asked me when I was posting, like, "Hey, here's been picked on, like, let's say the Arizona Cardinals Red or something." Like, here's been picked. Uh, What do you guys think? And a lot of people were like, didn't want to tell me their pick so much as they wanted to ask why Josh Allen went first. So I gave them that quote, and it got a lot of upvotes. People really thought it was funny. Um, oh, it's a, it's a really it's a really funny quote. I, I disagree with it. I, I think no matter what quarterback they they do take with this pick, uh, yeah, I'm sure the Browns isn't isn't the, like the uh, the best um, destination in the NFL. They haven't had a lot of success. It's not like going to a place like New York, which is a which is a much bigger city. But um, I, I'm sure whoever comes there is going to try to succeed in the NFL, and they're going to be getting paid a lot of money as the uh, as the first round pick. So your hot take is that they're going to try, and succeed. that is my very I, w- I would say it's more of a which, cult take. To be fair, the last first round pick uh, you know qb they picked really uh, like admits now he kind of didn't try and succeed yeah that's true um so before we go forward here how do you rank the quarterbacks the first round quarterbacks in this draft 
Okay, so my personal rankings are different than how I actually have them on my mock draft. Sure. I do. I, I mean, I have Darnold one. I think he. I think he's the the safest pick. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Um, I actually have uh, Josh Rosen at two. I have Allen at three and Baker Mayfield at four. Baker Mayfield, I I like his competitive fire, but he just reminds me too much uh, of guys that haven't done very well in the in the NFL. So he's he's my fourth, and then rounding it out, I have uh, Lamar Jackson and then um, Mason, uh, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. All right, so do, do you do you consider Mason Rudolph a first round pick? I think he's going to be a first round pick. And do you I think too many Lamar teams need a quarterback. A Yes. I mean, he's obviously going to be a first round pick. I mean, do you think he's a first round pick? Do I think they should be? Do I think they should be first round picks? Um, I think Lamar Jackson, uh, I I, I can see justifying him as a first round pick. Mason Rudolph, I don't know, but I I, I do think, I I think there are going to be six quarterbacks going in this first round. I'd be pretty surprised if there weren't. I agree, which is what part along the lines of what we were saying that there's not a lot of exciting players in that 25 to 32 range. So I do think like a team that doesn't have a quarterback or a team that has an aging. Uh, starter that they they want to get a, a you know a better backup at who likes a Mason Rudolph or even one of the small school guys that the Patriots have been looking at. I do think there's a very good chance those guys go. You know you don't you don't save them for Friday because then someone always trades up for that thirty third pick on Friday. Yeah. And, you know so that's expensive at that point. Then you're giving up like a third round pick to move up a few spots. Which we've seen, yeah, and quarterbacks—it's too important of a, of a position that if you do like a guy, you you kind of got to go after him. It might not work out. There's a good chance com- compared to the other positions that it won't work out. But if it does, like a Russell Wilson, now your whole franchise is turned around. So I think if did you hate the Jets trade the three second round picks for moving up from six to three? Um, I mean, it depends who they get. Look, if the if the Browns take Josh Allen with this pick, and then the Giants decide to go like Saquon or Bradley Chubb or something, and then the Jets get uh, Darnold out of it, I'll be very happy. However, I think I mean, well, I won't spoil my pick, but I don't have them obviously taking Darnold because he's going to the Browns. Um, and the I mean, the Jets are a, a team in need of a lot of talent at a lot of positions, and I think they could have used that depth. So if if they end up getting one of these quarterbacks that I personally don't think is the best quarterback in the draft, uh, I I'm not. Uh, such a huge fan of it but again if they if they really like a guy like a baker mayfield or like a josh allen or a josh rosen and it works out then it it turns out but i mean that's that's um you know as they say on the survivor know-it-alls being results oriented so but i i don't love it just at the outset but it could work out i don't hate it either yeah i mean listen i think i think you if you if you love a quarterback you're assured i mean you're not sure but you're relatively certain that there is a qb that could be a franchise quarterback there's no, there's, I, I, you know, I'm, I was a guy who's on record when Aaron Luck, when Andrew Luck came out, I said I would trade five first rounders for Luck to, to pick first because, yeah, I mean, he was also and, a better and, prospect. You know, in hindsight, like, I mean, one, he has injury problems. Who could have predicted that? And two, they've surrounded him with like literal garbage for six years now. But, you know, but Luck would still be the best player in Jets history the four games a year that he, that he suits up. Uh, but oh, I, sure. I think for the sure. Jets are looking at like a best case scenario now where they're in the Andrew Luck situation. Obviously, you can get out of it. You have you have over a decade if you pick a good quarterback to get out of it. All, all the good quarterbacks, Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, you know, even the B plus guys, Roethlisberger, Manning, Rivers have are lasting forever. So you have an eternity to sort of turn your your franchise around if you get the right quarterback. That being said, the Jets have, have no talent. Like other than Leonard, Leonard Williams and the safeties who are maybe getting to be a little bit overrated. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's just not a lot of talent on that team. So even if whoever, which you know, quarterback X, whoever they pick is good, this is still going to be you know a pretty serious rebuilding year. But let's talk about the Giants first before we get to the Jets. So just by the way, I know I know you said wait wait okay so yeah, who so did you have off the board for you? But Allen's off the board re- for in you know in real life in fake life. So 
You can't pick Allen. You can pick Darnold now for the Giants. But you can't because you know he's been taken. Yeah, I mean, on my on my mock draft, since I have Darnold off the board at one, uh, from what I've heard, and this this could be misinformation, there's a lot of misinformation thrown out about the NFL draft. Apparently, the only quarterback the Giants are really interested in is Darnold. So I don't have them taking a quarterback at two. I think it's actually somewhat likely that they trade out of two, but I didn't make any trades it's on my mock draft. It's hard to predict the trades for this format. It does, because then, I it, think, then it completely screws up your I draft. Think, I think it's Darnold or a trade. I think 100%. That, it's possible that they just love Josh Rosen, but we've seen no indication that that's true. I think they're playing it slow. I do think, but now, but now let's let's play trade, uh, Jordan. I, I'm the yeah. Bills, and I have twelve and twenty-two. You're not you're not making, you're not doing twelve and twenty-two for two. Are you doing? No, that's not enough. Obviously, that's if I enough. offer you twelve twenty-two in next year's one, you're going to say yes, right? If you're the Giants, for sure, because the because Browns, that could be the first I mean, pick in the draft. Next sorry, year because the Bills, Bills, yeah, um, yeah, the Bills aren't a very good. But team. I don't think the Bills can do that. So now you're talking about more of a Jets type trade where you're throwing in more picks. Like it would be, it would be twos. And look, the Giants are a team like the Jets that also need a lot of players. I, but I, it would be a, it would have to be a lot. I think twelve twenty two and next year's two is it, it just the drop from two to twelve is is absolutely enormous. Like the the players, you know, people are you know the non QBs that people are getting at at twelve are not super elite players. So to me, you'd almost need to do like twelve twenty two this year's third next. Next year's second, and then the Giants probably say yes to that, right? It's it's, it's going to be tough. And and do the Bills really want to give up that much right. for for someone who? Uh, I mean, it's look, Sam, pick. Sam Donald paying, is on the board here. Uh, uh, yeah, you're paying basically the same as the Jets did for the third at that point. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And I think the Bills would want to do it. I don't know if the Giants would 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 want to do it. I think it's I, I think it's almost more likely that there if there is a trade up for a quarterback that the Bills maybe trade up to four for the Browns' second pick. Um, but I actually have so I I don't think it's necessarily uh, Darnold or a trade. I mean, I think if you if they if Darnold's not available here, uh, I think that um, if they don't trade the pick, they're going to go for Saquon Barkley, which I don't think is a bad pick. The only issue is now that you now you have a, a running back running behind a, an offensive line that is maybe a little bit improved um, being that. But also the, with the Bills trade, because I think the Giants 100% want to pick Darnold or trade down. But that doesn't mean, like if the Bills know they're the only real contender, then the Bills will say we're only doing 12 and 22 and maybe like a fourth. And I just don't know if the Giants do that because we, we've given no indication. Elway's also played it close to the vest. We've given no indication that the, the Broncos are so desperate to get in front of the Jets. Uh, moved from f- from five to two. The mm-hmm. Bears don't need a quarterback. The Bucks don't appear to be taking quarterback. The Niners don't need one. The Raiders don't need one. So that it would I mean, be the, the Dolphins. Dolphins would be like, the, 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 the other do team. Possibly eleven and next year's first. Like, but that's not going to be enough either. I yeah, mean, the, the Dolphins are like eleven in a great year's third and next year's first. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Like th- there's a finite number of teams that can trade up uh, who need a quarterback. Like the Cardinals at fifteen. I don't think they have the firepower. Uh, you know, 15 next year's one, that doesn't get you the second pick. You'd have to trade two future ones. No, if if there is a, a, a trade for this pick, the Giants pick, I think the Bills really are the yeah. the only team in a position to do it. Yeah. And I think it could happen. But like you said, they would have to give up, you know, maybe two, uh, a two this year or two next year. Um, and I don't well, know what if you if love the, Chubb if the Bills and, want to do that. And, and Barkley, in theory, then you could just take a lesser offer from the Broncos to annoy the Jets. Yeah, and then you know, at, at five, you would probably be able to get one of those guys because no, you the definitely teams get one. You're going to be yeah, you, you, for a quarterback. The Jets, you know, are picking yeah, quarterback, and you know the, Brown, the Browns aren't. So then you have a choice, but at the very least, between Barkley and Chubb, and it's possible you're and even willing I'm, to take Nelson at five. 
Yeah, and and if I'm if I'm a Giants fan, uh, then I then I like that trade. And you know, Qu- Quentin Nelson getting a guy like Quentin Nelson. Uh, you know, I, I called Sam Darnold maybe the safest quarterback pick in the draft. He might be the safest prospect in this draft. Where um, he's been a he's a stud guard uh, at, at uh, Notre Dame. But remember, we the said Giants this about Jonathan Cooper Justin a few Pierre. years ago, and he's like barely in the True. NFL anymore. True. I mean, but I, I think he's more more of an aberration. I think usually these uh, these not so not Barnwell was tackles, saying like, obviously because people were saying like, hey, do the offensive linemen make it more often? He was pointing out that the best running back is not usually the first running back picked. Like most positions, about thirty percent of the time, you pick the best uh-huh. player at that position first. So, pe- but the thing said, is, like, I think oh. guard is a safer position, but it looks like it's not. So maybe maybe that's a myth. But I I, I mean, do think it's a myth. Yeah. So maybe it is, but I think also part of the reason that that the first running back isn't always necessarily the best is that they're being drafted to a bad team with a bad offensive line. So, and I think that that sometimes plays into it. But I do in my mock drafts because I didn't predict any trades. I, and obviously, obviously there will be trades, but I have Saquon Barkley going to the Giants here. Okay, but now for the thirty-two fans portion of the draft, we have Allen and, and now Josh Rosen goes off the board second, which you you know. Okay, well, I would have had him. I would have had them taking Darnold because uh, Darnold's still available. So he yeah. he has Josh uh, Josh Rosen being taken ahead yes, of right. Sam Darnold. So this and this is Yoni Wiesel, uh, longtime uh, guest Giants fan. He has right. He has them taking Rosen over Darnold, which to me, I don't know if he's following this to the point where he he knows something or what. But how about this? He said, I said, rank the QBs for me, Yoni, and he said Rosen one, Mayfield two, Darnold three. Big gap, Allen, then a small gap between Allen and Lamar Jackson, four or five. Um, so um, he's just, I guess, not a Darnold fan. That doesn't necessarily mean he thinks they're not picking him. Uh, but he does have Rosen going two, which is obviously the Jets would be, as like a British soccer announcer would say, in dreamland at that point. Oh, it would it would be great, and I I, I mean they would run that, they would that there would be you know what what do you get now twelve minutes they would with eleven fifty eight they'd be picking Darnold. oh yeah. Oh, they'd run. They'd run up to the stage, and um, I mean, look. So on on the on the thirty-two, I'm sure. I, I mean, I don't know who the Jet fan is that that you have. Well, it's Harold. He, he better be who's picking our Jet fan. Yeah, obviously. Okay, he better yeah. pick Sam Darnold no at this question. point. I no mean, question. Baker Mayfield. I I do have Baker Mayfield going to the Jets on my mock draft mm-hmm. because, again, from everything I've heard, the Jets apparently like Baker Mayfield uh, better than uh, they like Rosen or Allen. So I have Mayfield going there, but I also have Darnold off my board at this point. So I think ba- I think Baker Mayfield is going to be the pick, but I think on the thirty-two fans mock draft, I think it's got to be Darnold. Uh, but wait, I don't remember how we do this because Darnold's already been taken. In your draft, in your pick. So do you, do you pick a guy twice? Yeah, let's make it that you pick a guy twice. That's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think the the picks that I'm that I'm getting judged for for my uh, my uh, potential third third time ban from the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that's my actual mock draft, not not who yeah. I'm uh, predicting. Yeah, I haven't followed Chester. See, Chester usually handles the nitty gritty stuff. I just try and you know, uh-huh. I don't know what I do. Um, all right, so the Browns. So now we've got the first three quarterbacks off the board. The Browns obviously not taking a QB. We're not making any trades here. Certainly, I think the Browns would at least listen to offers if somebody really wanted to, you know, move up and take one of the QBs or Chubb or Barkley. Um, uh-huh. But but that's you know we're not going to do that here. So then, who do you think the Browns take it for? Okay, so I, I think it's going to be it would be between three players. It would be uh, Quentin Nelson. Uh, the the Browns need to shore up their uh, their offensive line. They gave up the six most sacks last year. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley is potentially the uh, the most uh, electric skill player in this draft. I think for sure he is. They they're calling him a, a generational talent at uh, running back, or they could take Bradley Chubb. Uh, they, 
pair him with Miles Garrett. Now you go from having a pretty, you know, pedestrian uh, to to worse than that pass rush to now a pretty good pass rush with uh, with both of those guys on your defensive line. Um, I'm I would go uh, Saquon Barkley here uh, for for the fans. I think that's what they're going to have. Um, I have on my mock draft the Browns taking Bradley Chubb because uh, Saquon Barkley is off the board. So you still have uh, you have Allen on the board still. I do have Josh Allen on the board. So you have you have you would have Darnold, Barkley, Chubb, and Rosen going. I, I have. Uh, so you'd have so Mayfield my, my and dra- Allen. No, no, no. My draft right now is Darnold, Barkley, yeah. Mayfield, Chubb. Okay, so you have Rosen and Allen. You have the Josh's. Rosen, Rosen and Allen are still remaining. I don't think it would be the right pick for the Jets to take Baker Mayfield at three, but I kind of think that's where it would go if Sam Darnold is not available. Yeah, I think I have Darnold, Mayfield, but that's close. Rosen three and Allen undraftable to me. To me, I wouldn't pick Allen in the seventh round. Harold said he wouldn't pick him in round one or two. I, I mean, listen, you know, we, we've seen the stats. There, there's no history of a guy throwing under sixty percent his entire college career. There's four guys who have never hit sixty percent in a season who've gone in rounds one or two this century. Christian Hackenberg, Jake Locker, Kyle Bowler, Joey Harrington. Uh, at least, um, okay. yeah, uh, there's really nothing good you could say about any of those guys. <laughs> and then uh, for, for college career under 60, meaning you had a se- you had at least one season over 60, but not your whole career, me- which might mean like Carson Palmer was on this list and is much better than everyone else on the list. Like you got better at the end. But other than that, other than Palmer, it's Josh Freeman, Patrick Ramsey, Jake Cutler, Tavares Jackson, J.P. Lossman. Chad Henney, Brady Quinn. So Jake Cutler is really uh, the best name on that list. Yeah, other than other than Palmer, but again, oh, Palmer, Palmer, yes, Palmer was on there too. No, but, and and then you have Vic, Tuyasa Sopo, Quincy Carter, Caden McNown, Sean King, McNabb. But McNabb had two seasons above sixty. He just it wasn't for his whole college career. Leaf, Achilles Smith, like Leaf and Achilles Smith, probably the two, two worst yeah. quarterback busts the last twenty years. And Charlie Batch. So it's it's an there's no exceptions essentially. Yeah, and and who do, so who do you have? Uh, who do the thirty two fans uh, have taking at four? Barkley. Barkley. So, so okay. Ronan picks Barkley at four. I think that's the right now pick if, five, he, if he's there. So now now if he's yeah. five, if those uh you know you just threw all those uh th- those stats out before that don't look so great for Josh Allen. So the uh, the Denver Broncos wouldn't be too happy or their fans wouldn't be too happy because I have Josh Allen going at number five to Denver. Um, I think that, you right, know, they, but, they signed uh, Case Keenum, but that's not really a long-term uh, solution there. Uh, so I think a lot of teams do like Allen, despite the uh, the lack of accuracy. So I think he would be the pick at five if he's available. Now, you have, you know, Allen Rosen and, and Darnold are all gone. Barkley's still there. Do the fans also. They could take Josh Allen here. They could take Baker Mayfield. I'm going to say the fans... Uh, and they could go in a different position too, like a Quentin Nelson. Uh, Bradley Chubb is still available. You know what? I'm going to actually, since Bradley Chubb is still there on the 32 fans mock draft, I'm going to. I'm guessing that the fans uh, took uh, Bradley Chubb. Yeah. So Travis Henry took Bradley Chubb. I I can't see Elway taking. I mean, Elway's ideal idea of a, like a good quarterback is Brock Osweiler, who's six seven. I can't see Elway taking Baker Mayfield, no. who is who is still available on the thirty-two fans draft. Physically, Lord, Josh um, Allen does, um, you know, is more of like a a Brock Osweiler type. But I believe, and they're trying to leak that they don't like any of these guys who might fall to five, and I semi believe it. 
Um, I don't. I, I think they're taking a quarterback yeah. if uh, if Josh Allen is there, or or even if uh, you know potentially Rosen. They, they could take Rosen. Uh, Darnold's not falling this far, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think they would take Josh Allen here if he's available. All right, and then so you nailed Barkley and Chubb. Who do you think Jake Lewin takes for the Colts at six? Okay, so with uh, Barkley and Chubb off the board again, we have, you know, Andrew Luck, the reason that uh, part of the reason this guy keeps getting injured is that he gets hit. Um, the best offensive lineman in this draft, you know, going going as, as a prospect is Quentin Nelson. I have Quentin Nelson going on my personal mock draft uh, to the Colts, and I think that he's going to have Quentin Nelson there as well. It seems like in the non-QB division of this draft, there's three elite guys, yes, according yes. to almost every expert, Barkley, Chubb, and Nelson. And the QBs, you know, you, you move them up or down, but the Colts don't need one. I mean, they might need one because, you know, we don't know if Lux Yeah, but they're not taking a quarterback again. in the first round. But they're, they're not, it's not going to happen this year. No. Okay, so you, got, you nailed all three of those. Now let's go a little bit more rapid fire because we're, other than Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, we're still on the board. Some of the, you know, the upcoming names aren't super exciting uh, compared to the top six. So what do you think Tampa's going to do? Okay, so Tampa, another an, another team uh, here that, you know, their their pass passing defense, their, sorry, their pass defense was the worst in the league last year. There are three guys. There's uh, Derwin James, who's a safety. There's Minka Fitzpatrick, who's like a safety slash cornerback that projects at, at either position, sort of like a Swiss Army type, type uh, Swiss Army knife type guy. And then Denzel Ward from Ohio State, who's more of a, a pure cornerback. Uh, I was kind of going back and forth. I think if Quentin Nelson's available here, he would be the pick. I don't think that's going to be, he's going to be available. So I had a uh, Derwin James, um, the safety going to, uh, going to the bucks. And I am going to say that the fan, I, I don't know. I think a lot of Derwin James is going to the bucks on a lot of mock drafts. Uh, I think that, you know, a, a cornerback is typically a more valued position than safety. Uh, so I think maybe they have uh, Denzel Ward going to the bucks. Yeah, the fan Ezra picked Minka Fitzpatrick, DB Alabama. Uh, he said the best player available at a position that they desperately need help with. I, I would like any of those guys there. I have uh, I have Fitzpatrick actually. Um, so he there's there's the upside that he's able to play both safety and corner, but there's always the concern that if you have one of these hybrid guys, is he really great at either position or is he just good at both positions? So it's it's sort of it's kind of a good problem to have. Uh, but I I would just go with more of like you know the, the, the guy that they're saying has the best upside, which is Derwin James. Or if you're not going to go with him, I would go with the more pure cornerback like Denzel Ward but Minka Fitzpatrick very good player you know a lot of the earlier mock drafts had him going uh even higher uh than than seven not so much anymore but it's a I think it's a good pick I think if they get any of these three guys which they most likely will unless Quentin Nelson's available uh I, I think it'll be a good pick for the uh, for the Bucks. yeah and then so who do you think the Bears would pick at eight then who did our our fan Ari pick for the Bears at eight so the Bears at eight, I have them taking uh, Tremaine Edmonds, the uh, the inside linebacker uh, from Virginia Tech. Uh, they lost both Jarrell Freeman and uh, Pernell McPhee, uh, so they need to uh, to shore up that position. Um, you, you know, def- and they play a three four, right? Vic Fangio plays a three four. Yeah, so they they do so need they definitely guys. need to shore up that middle linebacker. Uh, 
uh, position. Um, I think it's possible. I, I was very close to actually taking a wide receiver here. I, I could see them. But taking, it's not a wide receiver rich draft. So which receiver do you think they could con- they would consider? Today? I think it would be Calvin Ridley if they do take one. But that's okay. not who I have. I, I have I have Edmonds. Um, I think it's a little bit early for a wide receiver, being that there isn't so mm-hmm. much talent at the position this year. Uh, but yeah. uh, wide receivers t- t- teams seem tend to reach on on wide receivers, and we yeah, saw I that agree. last draft. I think someone will reach on receivers. So you have our fan picking Tremaine Edmonds from. from I Virginia I have Tech. them agreeing with me and taking Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, you're correct. All right. So at nine, who did FEMA pick for the Niners? They have a lot of needs, but not QB. We still have Mayfield and Lamar on the board. So there's there's really two uh, the the two best linebacker prospects in this draft are Tremaine Edmonds and then the outside line, linebacker Roquan Smith. Uh, the um, the Forty Niners. Uh, they, you know, he's he's a guy. So they they could potentially look uh, defensive end here and go with a pass rusher like Marcus Davenport. Uh, but I think that would be a little bit of a reach. I think Roquan Smith is considered a better player. He's a pretty good pass defender, but he's also a pass rusher. Uh, I think that they would go with uh, with this with who a lot of people actually think is better than Tremaine Edmonds in uh, in Roquan Smith. So I think that the uh, the fans are going to agree with me here as well. You're you're on fire. Yeah, they picked uh, Roquan Smith for the Niners. The only thing is, I'm always on fire when it comes to picking the 32 fans mock draft. But then I, I still and uh, you know th- sometimes they're wrong or sometimes I go I go wrong towards the end and I end up getting banned from the podcast. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, if, if this is actually a good thing that I'm matching with them. Um, so now we have, we have the, uh, the the Oakland Raiders here. Mm-hmm. The Oakland Raiders, uh, another team that really needs uh, help in the secondary. Uh, they so uh, again, Minka Fitzpatrick is off the board on your mock draft. Derwin James is off the board on my mock draft. I think that they're going to go with Denzel Ward. It's another Ohio State cornerback, just like Gary and Conley, who they picked last year. Uh, so I, I have them taking uh, Derwin James. I think Marcus Davenport is another possibility is, is a possibility here as well, but I still think it's a little bit early for him. Um, I would go uh, Denzel Ward. I'm going to have um, I'm going to say that the uh, the 32 fans are also going to go secondary, but since Derwin James is still available on that, their mock draft. I think they have Derwin James going here. Yeah, so Adam Brooks, our Ra- Raiders fan, actually picked Vita Villa, the defensive okay. tackle from Washington. I guess he's more comfortable with the uh, the secondary than their D-line. Obviously, they have a lot of fixes all over the defense. They're coming off pretty disastrous here. No, they are, and and he's uh, he's he's on my list of uh, of possible players that, that they. He can seems pick. So to be like think... he'll definitely he may go before the teens, definitely like early teens. It looks like every team is sort of like, well, if we got no one else to pick, we'll pick that guy. Yeah, he's going. Uh, I mean, I won't tell you exactly where yet, to, not to, so not to spoil it, but I do have him going pretty soon. So I, I, I don't think it's a bad pick. I, I just think that uh, their their biggest issue was in the secondary. So I, I think maybe they might go in that direction because there's a couple talented guys. But he, he again, not a not a bad pick uh, getting uh, Vita Vea there. So yeah, so just to reset the first ten, we had Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, the QBs, and then seven non QBs in a row. Saquon Barkley, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, and then Minka Fitzpatrick, Tremaine Edmonds, Rokan Smith, and Vita Villa. Four straight defensive players from 7 to 10. Now we're up to a couple AFC East teams. 11 and 12, the Dolphins and the Bills. What do you think they do? Okay, so the Dolphins, I, I still have Josh Rosen available. I really don't think Josh Rosen is going to last to 11. I think someone's going to trade up for yeah, them. See, it seems uh, like this scenario wouldn't happen. I, 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 people no, I are, are starting to whisper <laughs> about red flags, but I think those are fake. Like just totally bogus, made up with rumors for people who want him to fall. To yeah, he's or, 
11 or 12 he, or something. The Yeah, the, the chosen Rosen still, you know, he, he didn't have the greatest year, but he's Flushing still a good prospect. Flushing hard to say something bad about him. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think he's, uh, you know, he's definitely going to be an upgrade over, well, I shouldn't say definitely, but he should be an upgrade over Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I have Josh Rosen going here. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins end up with Josh Rosen. I would be surprised if they end up with Josh Rosen at 11. However, without predicting trades, I think this is where he would go. I don't think he would fa- he would fall any further than this. And if he did, I think for sure the Buffalo Bills would would pick him up. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Buffalo Bills like trade up to four or or five and potentially pick a guy right. like uh, right. like or Josh Rosen or but, two. Yeah. But anyway, but for they, the thirty two fans draft, they remember Rosen. Two, if, Rosen's the, gone. Oh, that's, yeah, Rosen's gone. Uh, so we so, have Mayfield and Jackson available, but not Rosen. Okay. Yeah, Josh. So the four. Oh, actually, Mayfield's available. You know what? I'm gonna say that they're uh, that they're gonna go with Baker Mayfield then. Yes. So at Slainer picked uh, Baker Mayfield. I think he knew. You know, it was kind of a dream to have Mayfield just fall without needing to make a trade. Because I think the at, at, once they once you hit seven, if Mayfield's not taken for some reason, if the Jets and the Broncos don't want him, and I'm assuming he's not going one or two. Uh, I, I think the Dolphins start calling up, so I think they might they might have they might end up moving up to get Mayfield. So that would be beyond ideal for them to get Mayfield at eleven. And yeah, then who do you think the Bills really... take in that scenario? The Bills so are the probably pro- also working the phones to try and move up ahead of the Dolphins, maybe move yes. up to seven there. And and look, I think the Bills are actually in a better, even though they're drafting later. I think they're in a sure. better position to get a guy like Josh Rosen or Josh Allen, who or who's ever left. Uh, right, because our logic is they're not going to be available at eleven, twelve. So then, who has the assets to move up to and it's, seven, it's eight, the or Bills. nine? And it's, we the think Bills. it's the Bills. Yeah, we're on the same page. However, since I do now have my top four four quarterbacks off the board in both my draft and in the thirty two fans draft, I have them taking. Uh, Lamar Jackson here. I don't think Lamar. I, I mean, I think Lamar Jackson could last till till eleven or twelve. Uh, but he might even be a guy that if uh, if uh, if there's a team that really likes him, like the Cardinals or the the Dolphins or something, maybe they would even trade up for him. So no one's able to jump them. But I think mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson maybe a little bit of a reach here. But again, if you really like a quarterback, and obviously the Bills really need a quarterback because right now their their uh, their squad is uh, AJ McCarron and, and Nathan Peterman, who we saw Nathan Pe- Nathan Peterman last year. He's mm-hmm. certainly not the answer. Uh, and we know we don't. No, no he is. He's the answer to who's the worst quarterback in NFL history. That's true. He is the answer to that question, but I don't think that's who you want uh, on, on your roster. And AJ McCarron, um, you know, he's never really he's never been you know a team's full time starter before, so you don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna go. Wide receiver, they definitely have a lot of holes. A secondary, uh, they they could add some depth here. They were twenty seventh in sacks, so they could go with a guy like Marcus Davenport. But I think you have to go uh, Q, QB. And if if Lamar Jackson's available, yes, he might be the fifth best quarterback prospect in this draft it's a strong quarterback draft I wouldn't hate it here uh, however I do think they're going to end up trading up and getting a better guy so uh, that's my pick here if there are no trades which literally never happens so I'm going to say that okay so the um, so who did Dr. Dale the Bills fan pick the Bills fan um, I'm going to say you know I think he he's probably if he's a Bills fan he's he's seen their quarterback play uh, the past couple of years I think he's also going to go Lamar Jackson Yeah, he did. He did. All right, so you're 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 on a roll here. Um, see, that would be interesting because I was thinking the first of all, you'd have the Jets. According to the thirty-two fans pickers, you'd have the Jets with Darnold, but let's say the Jets have a different QB. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know you have the Dolphins and Bills with Mayfield and Jackson. If you have the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills with some combination of three of these five guys, you have three new quarterbacks uh, competing with Brady, possibly in his last season, very possibly in his last season, in the AFC East. 
but I also think the Patriots like wouldn't be scared. I, I think the Patriots are rooting for one of those guys to be Josh Allen, which they, it's not in this scenario. But like, there's just there's no talent on the Jets. The Bills are are a wasteland. I mean, I know they are coming off their best season in a zillion years. Yeah, but, but I mean, the they, AFC is just weak. It's I mean, a they, little they, bit they... of a mirage. And the Dolphins just lost their sort of the, the guy I thought was like a franchise receiver in, in Jarvis Landry. And they have like an aging defense. Like Wake is not going to be there forever. I, there's just <laughs> there's not a lot to be afraid of if you're in New England for like generation two. Other than the fact that you gave away like possibly a top ten quarterback for absolutely nothing, um, you know you, you're you're sitting about as pretty as you as you have in many years if you're if you're Belichick and the Patriots again. Yeah, and, and by the way, I, I haven't really mentioned the Patriots yet. They're another team with two picks in this first round. I don't think it's out of the question that they trade up for uh, potentially oh, yeah. if, like Josh Rosen falls a little bit. I could see them getting Rosen in this draft. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not picking at least as of now until twenty three. So I'll, I'll I'll we'll talk about their their pick in a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. Well, if we'll end with the Patriots because our our Pats fan has e- just emailed in. We were at 22. He mailed in 23. So let's rip through these because I we're, the, all five QBs are off the board. There aren't a lot of skill position players left uh, that are that are definitely going. So let's go through rapid fire now, starting with 13. Who do you think the Washington football team picks? Okay, I think the Washington football team, they had the worst rushing defense in the league last year. I think this is where Vita Vea goes. He's not available uh, on the 32 fans mock draft. They could potentially go uh, Mike McGlinchey, the, the tackle from, from Notre Dame. Uh, but I think, um, you know, th- this isn't really a great tackle draft. Uh, so I think they're, they're going to go with one of the, um, you know, maybe one of those guys in the secondary. And on their draft, uh, we have only, only Minka Fitzpatrick is off the board. So we have uh, Denzel Ward and Derwin James available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that they're going to go uh, Derwin James. Yeah, so Stephen After, the Redskins fan, uh, he was deciding between Ward and James, but he picked Ward. I picked Ward. Okay, again, uh, it's it's sort of splitting hairs. Ward is more of a cornerback. Uh, James is more of a safety. Just based on what I've read about these guys, uh, James has the uh, the higher upside, So, which is why he was my the first of my uh, se- um, secondary uh defensive players to go so so Ward uh, to the Redskins and then at 14 who do the Packers take okay the Packers this is where I have Minka Fitzpatrick which is is a little bit of a drop for him uh compared to some of the other mock drafts I think you know you had those those three uh best prospects of James Ward and Fitzpatrick I have Fitzpatrick going last out of those those three again because you're not 100% sure where he's going to play that could end up being a good thing because he's also more versatile he could play safety or corner uh he is off the board here uh they were 23rd in pass defense last year uh they could also potentially uh go tackle here with Mike McGlinchey they could go uh they could go pass rusher with Marcus Davenport, but I think this is where now Derwin James would have to go on the fans board. No, he actually went with a different defensive back, Jair Alexander from Louisville. Zach, our Packers fan, uh, went uh, went a little rogue there. Okay, uh, I mean he's. I haven't seen him go quite that high. On, it's pretty high. On I do think it's a little drafts. bit of a stretch. I, I think it is too, and I think that Josh Jackson. Uh, if you're going to go sort of off the board here, I think Josh Jackson might be the the better way to go. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, I do, I do have Jackson's the, uh, a stat nerd's guy. Pro Football Focus has him as like historically great college cornerback. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, but, but people people is sort of like one of these late. I'm always wary of like the Mike Mamula types. I don't know if you're old enough to remember Mike Mamula, but it was like no. he was a workout wonder who like was started out in the second round and ended up like the eighth pick to the Eagles. Um, just because like he was go, he just went up two spots every single day for the entire month before the draft. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I, I, I don't hate, I don't hate the pick because I mean, I do, I, I do have, uh, 
um, Jair Alexander as a first rounder. So it's, it's a, it's a stretch, but I don't think it's like a ridiculous stretch. I just think there are better players that you could take at that position here, uh, especially Derwin James, who I, I'm very surprised is, is still available at this point. Yeah. So let's see, maybe he'll go now. We got the Cardinals, our, our famous British fan, Tom from England, who's got the British bird gang blog or whatever for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, electric personality. What, what, uh, what do you think he picked? Okay, so there's the outside chance that Mason Rudolph goes here. I think it's kind of early for uh, for Mason Rudolph uh, from Oklahoma State, the quarterback. Uh, I think you might you might consider taking the uh, Calvin Ridley or Cortland Sutton, one of the top wide receivers off the board. But I think they really need to shore up their defense uh, by either going Deron Payne, who's the defensive tackle, uh, but also you know on the third. So I have Deron Payne going here. Uh, they they had a really bad rush defense, uh, and he he's a guy who would play nose tackle and, and shore up things in the middle. Uh, I I am going to say that again with with uh, Derwin James still available. I mean, a lot of a lot of mock drafts having him, him have him going seven, including mine. Uh, I think with him available here, I think he would be the pick uh, for the uh, for the Cardinals. So Tom picked offensive tackle from UCLA, Colton with a K Miller. Okay, so they have he they have Colton Miller going above Mike McGlinchey. I have seen that a couple times, but I think Mike McGlinchey is is more of the not not necessarily consensus best tackle in the draft. But again, mm-hmm. a weak a weak tackle draft. I I don't I wouldn't love that pick here. I wouldn't even love uh, McGlinchey here necessarily, uh, especially with Duran James available uh, and with Deron Payne, who I have on my personal mock draft available. But it's uh, again they you know they uh, gave up the third most sacks in the league last year. It's not um, crazy. Is it is it possible? that Colton Miller uh, ends up costing Tom his slot on the uh, the 32 fans uh, 32 fans version the no because fans, I do uh, I do think August he's still 2nd. a first I do oh, think he's, he's a first rounder first. I think he's a first rounder I just I so I don't think he's gonna lose a spot I think I'm gonna probably end up losing my spot because I have to make 32 picks so, <laughs> so right. well um, no we, we'll only charge you at, at, at through 23 um, oh, okay and then okay so then at 16 now we go to the reddits I went to a bunch of reddits in a row who do you think the Ravens reddit picked at 16 Okay, so the Ravens Reddit, um, uh, again, uh, with Derwin James available, that would be potentially a popular pick because I think they're going to be surprised that he's still there. Uh, Joe Flacco is getting kind of old. I think Mason Rudolph will be considered here. Uh, they have like the worst wide receiving core in the league, even though they did pick up uh, Michael Crabtree and John Brown. But I mean, Michael Crabtree is 30 years old. And, John Brown. and I think they're talking about Dez a little bit, right? Yeah, they are. They are. They do seem to be in the run. That doesn't. By Dez, the way, Crabtree and Dez doesn't mean you don't have the worst receiving core anymore necessarily. That, yeah, that's true. And then it's, it's also like, how long are those guys actually going to be on your roster? Um, I have them uh, taking uh, Mike McGlinchey, the tackle here. Um, so uh, not not Colton Miller. Colton Miller's on the list of, of potential players uh, because I do think they need to uh, to shore up that uh, that offensive line. Um, so I have I have McGlinchey, but again on the on the fans pick. Uh, Derwin James is there. Ladarius Webb uh, is is no longer on this team. He was he was released. So I think Derwin James is going to be the uh, the thirty two fans pick. Yes, the thirty two fans did pick, or the the Reddit picked uh, um, Derwin James, safety from Florida State. Chargers Reddit always a lit place. Probably lost most of their uh, subscribers when they moved from San Diego to L A last year. <laughs> Who do you think they picked at seventeen? Okay, so. Uh, Deron Payne is still available on their draft, right? Yes. I'll be absolutely shocked if it's not Deron Payne. Then I, I have them taking Taven Bryan, who's like the third, the third ranked defensive tackle here. They have the second worst rushing mm-hmm. defense in, in the league. So I think Deron Payne would have to go here and I think they would be thrilled to get him at 17. 
No, they picked Rashawn Evans, linebacker from Alabama. He's he's on my list. I mean, they could they they could use some help at linebacker as well. Uh, I I just think that uh, Deron Payne is probably going to go earlier than this. I think he's a, a slightly better prospect than Rashawn Evans. Some people like Leighton Vanderesh, the inside linebacker, better than Rashawn Evans. Uh, so mm-hmm. I I think it would be I don't think it would be a bad pick. I think he's also he's also a good uh, a, a good run um, run stopping linebacker. But I would definitely go Deron Payne if he's there. And then even like T- Taven Bryan, who's on my draft, is a little bit of a reach. I actually wouldn't hate the Rashawn Evan, Evans pick over him. Uh, but I think um, you know there's really three guys after Taven Bryan. Uh, there, there's a guy, um, uh, Maurice Hurst, but he's supposed to be a, a couple steps down from the top three guys. So mm-hmm. I would go, I would go Taven Bryan there if he's available, but again, maybe a little bit of a reach on my part. And I think a little bit of a reach on, uh, on the, uh, the Reddit's pick also. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, hot take from Reddit at number 18. Who do you think Seahawks Reddit took? Okay. So he, there's really, to me, it's going to come down to, uh, either offensive line, uh, Mike McGlinchey still available. Uh, Colton Miller's off the board. I think it could be McGlinchey. Uh, I have them taking Marcus Davenport. They lost Michael Bennett, uh, and uh, they're going to. Mar- Marcus Davenport is like a pure pass rusher, probably the best pass rusher in the draft. The only problem is he doesn't do all that much more than that. And then you also lost Richard Sherman. So Josh Jackson is still there. Um, I think that Reddit is going to go with Josh Jackson. I'm going Marcus Davenport. Uh, the answer is neither. Defensive end from Boston College, Harold Landry. Okay. I, I mean, he's also a pass rusher, so they went the same position as me. Uh, I, I just think Marcus Davenport is going to go first. I don't, before, I, before I don't know much about Harold Landry, but his name is Harold Landry, and he went to BC. I have a feeling he's got like a real like 53rd overall, like getting the whole Seahawks Reddit banned from this podcast, possibly for next year. <laughs> like He could slip. He could be our slipper. All right, so 19, a Cowboys blogger whose name I don't have in front of me. Um... The, the the Cowboys picked? Who do you think they picked? Okay, so here I, I think it's either going to be, uh, I, on my pick, okay, so now they've, they've cut Des Bryant, their wide receiving core, even with, uh, with Alan Hearns now, he's, you know, he's, he's not really a top-tier uh, wide receiver. I have them going Calvin Ridley. This is where I have my first wide receiver going off the board. I think the, uh, I think it's, so is it Reddit or is it Cowboys fan? This is a Cowboys blogger. Okay, so I think he either went Ridley or he went with uh, Leighton Vanderesh, who uh, could potentially. It's a fun replace... name to say, Leighton Vanderesh. It, it is a lot of it is a lot of fun to say, I and see, I can like, see, I can see them saying it. It's it's a great it's a really great name. It's one of the best names in the draft. I I have them going Calvin Ridley, and, and you know what? I'm going to say that he's going to go Calvin Ridley too. A lot of teams are concerned about Vanderesh's uh, injury history. Mm-hmm. Yes, so he did pick Calvin Ridley. Okay, I, I agree. I agree there. Out. I think you it's had like good. eight or nine on the nose so far. There was a there was a uh, Roger Sherman from the Ringer wrote a really good piece about uh, people who do seven round mock drafts. I don't know if you ever read seven mount. I know you're a big mock draft guy. Do you ever read the seven rounders? Uh, the most I'll, I mean, I've I've seen the seven rounders. I rarely ever look that far down, or maybe I'll scroll down it quickly. But I mean, I, I and I, I look at who the, who they think the Jets are going to take. But. I think he had like in the last four years, and there's a lot of people who do the, the seven rounders. There have been four correct picks of all of them combined. Yeah, it's from it's, rounds it's two through seven. It's like, really ridiculous. They never, I mean, it's, they never hit the past day one picks. 
Yeah, because after you get past like the consensus best prospects, it's really just who the team's preferences are, and you're not in the room. Right, and sometimes they'll pick a guy like 50th who won't get drafted. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I don't know why anybody puts effort into doing that. It I think seems it's seems like a lot of effort. They were all saying like, I just want them to pick that position, you know, or like that guy, or a couple times they got a guy, but in the wrong round, like they had him go in the third round, but they. I think if you do that, even if you miss it by a round, but he goes to the right team, no, it's that's pretty great. Impressive. Listen, that's only that's happened like eight times in a hundred drafts. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it's 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 crazy. I, I would never personally do that. I mean, I've thought about uh, maybe doing two rounds, uh, but I, but either way, that, I click like, on them to see what position that you know, like who they have them taking. More for position than the player, but like I will click. It is clickbait. I will click on it. All right, oh, so I agree the Lions, too. and I'll look at the Jets. I'll look at the Jets, but really yeah. no one else. The Lions podcasters. <laughs> I it didn't doesn't say a name on their Twitter, but I think his name is Case. I believe he's been on our podcast before. Uh, Case, who did Case pick? Okay, so. There's uh, there's really a lot of directions that the the Lions could go here. I think there's a chance they go with Darius Geis, who's probably the second best uh, running back in this draft after Saquon Barkley. Um, the, the thing is, though, they also have a pretty porous offensive line, and do you really want a rookie running back running behind this offensive line? They don't have a lot of depth there, but I think the line is maybe more of an issue than their running backs. I have them taking Will Hernandez, the, uh, the guard prospect um, from uh, Texas El Paso. Mm. I'm going to say that... That they have, and again, like if you look defensively, six worst secondary uh, in the league last year, or six worst passing defense. They can go Josh Jackson, or they could go. You know what? Marcus Davenport is still available here. A lot of mock drafts have Harold Landry going at twenty. So I'm actually going to say that the fans picked Marcus Davenport uh, to go to the Lions. No, you should have stuck with your own pick, and that's Will Hernandez, the oh, guard okay. from UTEP. Who uh, you were close, but yeah, that's how the Lions podcast. Uh, that's what, how they went. Um, all right, twenty-one. We got the Cincinnati Bengals. Zach Sosna. Okay, I I have another interior offensive lineman going here. I have Billy Price, the center, who can all who also uh, has some versatility. He could play guard as well. Mm. Um, I you know they, I, they, I want to just say Billy Price sounds like a massive bust. Like there's no way Billy Price will ever be in Canton as a Hall of Famer. His name is Billy Price. Just name wise, best case scenario, he's like a solid backup. I don't, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, th- I think he, I, I think he could be. Uh, he's from, he's from Ohio State. I don't know, like, what, what's Ohio State's history with offensive linemen? That would be an well, interesting. Well, Nick Van Nick, Nick Van Gold, yeah. So right. center, center, but that's that's a long time ago at this point. And he's a Trump supporter. Um, so I, well, do you, I, are, I do, do you only do you only mock draft people who who, who support uh, uh, who are who are like in the resistance, basically. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't have. Uh, I don't know any of these guys' politics, but I. I, I do have Billy Price going here. Um, but I would. So, by the way, I would love that. Like, if you know, because there's three three channels showing the NFL draft uh, this year. So, like, if like Fox really want to distinguish themselves or ESPN or a- any one of them like here are his like here's who his political affiliation yeah and here are his three most controversial tweets yeah and and like what, 20, what percent like what's his guys. likelihood of uh of sitting during the national anthem all, all, all that could be totally. on there absolutely uh, on like uh, here's like the most like he in 2013 like he liked an Ann Coulter tweet that knocked him down from like twelve to twenty five. Well, depending like, on what, depending on what, what station, if you're watching on Fox, uh, on Fox, right, I mean, that, that could that knock that him up. A lot of teams bit. that would that could move him up more. But I would love that if if someone if like a social media, they just had like a seventeen year old like high school girl who was like just had absolutely like flame through everyone's Twitter and Instagram and and just like has stuff. I I mean, there's no way you wouldn't watch that. That would be much better than oh, hearing, it'd be you know, it'd be great. Shay yell about something. 
I would okay. I would watch that for sure. But yeah. maybe 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 we should do that live while it's recording. We'll do some. I know you're good at your uh, your Twitter research, so maybe we could find out. Where yeah, these, no, where I, these guys I think can. it's a good idea. I think we are honestly onto something. All right, so who do you think the Bengals picked? Who do you think Zach picked for the Bengals at twenty one? Okay, so you have uh, Rashawn Evans is off the board in the, in the fans mock draft, right? So you have uh, Leighton Vanderesh, who's a possibility here. They 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 do need some help at, at linebacker. You still wait? Is is Deron Payne still available? Yeah, Deron Payne has not been Ooh. picked. Yeah, you, you know what? I gotta go. I gotta go. Deron Payne here. I, I, I'm surprised that he hasn't been picked yet. Okay, second straight guy who you said you would pick the guy who the guy picked Billy. Price. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, how often? And I know it's my mock draft, so I shouldn't really disagree with it. But how often do uh, I, I have two uh, interior linemen going in a row here? And actually, with my next Bills pick, which I don't think the Bills are actually going to be picking here because I think they're trading up. But I have another. Uh, I have another. Just spoiler alert: another interior offensive lineman. Who here. do you so have them picking? I, I am taking Isaiah Wynn next. Um, and who do you, do you think the fan also takes him? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I would have I have to look at my uh, my my notes for them. But I, I don't even think they're going to be making the pick at 22. I think I agree. For a I agree. But for the purposes of this, so yeah, the, the Bills fan picked two guys at 12, and this person was still available uh, um, at 22. Okay, so I I think who who did the Bills pick in with their first pick uh, on the fans in the, in the in the 32 fans draft? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. So they're going quarterback with that draft. I think if they don't go Lamar Jackson here and they still are picking here and Lamar Jackson's off the board, they could go Mason Rudolph, but obviously they're not going to pick both of them. Um, they really could use a uh, wide receiver. Uh, Calvin Ridley's off the board, but Cortland Sutton uh, from SMU and DJ Moore are still here. Uh, I mean, they lost Cordy Glenn. McGlinchey is still on the board, right? In your draft. So I have been taking Isaiah Wynn. I think he's going to go Mike McGlinchey. Interesting. Okay. Um, Dr. Dale picked Leighton Vander Esch. Vander, okay. Um, and that might be a good value because you kept saying his name for the last 10 picks. So at oh, no, no, no. I, I, I don't th- I think... I think he'll be picked around here. I just don't think it's necessarily what they need. Uh, I, I think they're. I, I think replacing Cordy Glenn uh, should be a priority here. And Mike McGlinchey again. Uh, uh, Colton Miller's off the board in the mock draft, and McGlinchey is still there. But I think Mike McGlinchey is is considered more of a uh, sorry a, a better prospect. Um, and I think secondary isn't out of the question here. I, I think they should go if if they're draft they're drafting a quarterback first. I think they need to shore up that line to protect the rookie quarterback. Uh huh. Uh, and last pick that we're going to do with the 32 fans. Sorry to the, the fans of teams from the South, AFC South and NFC South, like yeah. the Panthers, Titans, Falcons, Saints, and Jaguars all coming up who uh, we're all not going to hear their teams get uh, make picks. Uh, although you'll make quick picks for them. I'll but uh, who, do picks, think, yeah. m- who do you think Michael Clark, <coughs> our beloved Michael Clark, at pick 23, picked for the Patriots? Okay, so my, Michael Clark, uh, you know, really, really, really nice guy. Even though he's he's conflicted about being both a Patriots fan and a Yankee fan, he's actually stayed at my house, um, Michael Clark. So he's a he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I think um, I actually so I have them going Mason Rudolph here. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if the Patriots pick a quarterback. I really don't know if if, if they're picking at 23, if they're not trading up. Would yeah. they go Mason Rudolph here? I, I just think they're going to trade up or down. But I also like I think they're going to pick one of those like. D2 type quarterbacks like the guy from like Lehigh or something if they pick a quarterback he I just I, seems I, like such a not Patriots player Mason Rudolph yeah but I mean Too I, vanilla. I, I do think he's the best one left and if they are really thinking we need to replace Tom Brady I think he would be the guy here I, I don't really think the Patriots are going to be picking here so I was mainly going for I think Mason Rudolph is going to go around this spot um, 
but I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't also be shocked if the Patriots are picking at 23 and Mason Rudolph is still there. Would they pick him? I think there's a possibility. Um, they need to replace uh, Nate Solder. Uh, McGlinchey, again, still still available here. Uh, Colton Miller is actually going to the Patriots in a bunch of the mock drafts that I've seen, but he's off the board. Um, secondary, they lost, uh, they lost uh, Malcolm Butler, uh, which um, I guess they lost him before the Super Bowl because I don't remember him playing. Uh, so I think... Um, I think he's he's going to be deciding between Josh Jackson and Mike McGlinchey. Who would Michael Clark value over those two guys? I'm going to say he'll he'll go uh, Josh Jackson, and then maybe maybe they'll attack uh, offensive line later in the later in the first round. Yeah, he said he, his problem was his weak O-line class. He did consider McGlinchey, also considered a receiver, Cortland Sutton, but he actually picked Maurice Hurst. Maurice Hurst. Okay, so uh, even with Deron Payne still available, he picked Maurice Hurst. Mm. Interesting. Uh, with Deron Payne and then also uh, uh, Taven Bryan, both available, I think either one of those um, would be a better pick. Uh, but, you know, you know, Maurice Hurst, I, I, I have a feeling, I, I actually have him falling out of the first round. Uh, I think it's a possibility mm. that he could so be picked towards the end. So it could be Michael Clark banned from, uh, from the podcast going forward. Potentially. And also, if uh, Michael Clark gets banned from the podcast, he's also banned from my house. Okay. All right. So quickly, <laughs> just read me who you have going from 24 to 32. So if someone has listened to us for however long we've been recording, uh, you know, and they're a fan of one of these teams, they at least can hear their team be mentioned. Okay. So we have uh, 24. We have the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I, I think they need to shore up their depth in the uh, the secondary. Now, this is where I, this is where I have uh, Josh Jackson going. But I think it's very possible that he could go earlier. Jair Alexander would be the backup pick uh, if Josh Jackson is not there. They'd also maybe consider wide receiver, but I don't think they're going to do that in the first round. Tennessee Titans, uh, new head coach, uh, Mike Vrabel. Uh, they, uh, I, I think, you know, they're, they're pretty old at their uh, their defensive ends and I think they might go young with a younger pass rusher here and take Harold Landry who's off the board in in your mock draft uh 26 uh the Atlanta Falcons I I really think that um they really I I think want to replace Dontari Poe here and get a defensive tackle but I have the the top three defensive tackles off the board so I don't have them going Maurice Hurst I think they would consider it I think uh, I still have Rashawn Evans and Leighton Vander Esch available they're they're okay at linebacker but you could always have depth at linebacker Um, I do have them taking uh, Cortland Sutton here Um, I think he would be a nice compliment to both uh, Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu Uh, he could be like more of a possession slot receiver so I think that would be a pretty good pick there uh, 27, I have, uh, the saints taking Rashawn Evans. Um, I, I was sort of going between him and Leighton Vanderesh, but Rashawn Evans just seems to be a, a little bit safer because he doesn't have the same injury history as Leighton Vanderesh. So I have Rashawn Evans, the outside linebacker going here. Uh, I think it's possible that they can maybe go after a wide receiver, but with both Ridley and Sutton off the board, I decided to go, uh, linebacker. And also they, they might consider a tight end as well. Um, 28, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is where I have Leighton Vander Esch. He just seems like a Steelers pick. Uh, middle linebacker, uh, Ryan Shazier. You never know if he's, he's probably a good chance he'll, he'll never play no, he's again. He's never he, playing again. Let's be fair. Yeah, he should no, never I, play again. He, should, he, really, he really should never play again. It's really terrible uh, what, what happened to him. So I think they... 
I, I really think they need to uh, to retool at linebacker, and I think Leighton Van Der Esch is the best one left. You don't know what's happening with the Le'Veon Bell situation. They could consider Darius Geis, uh, but I think you know Le- Leighton Van Der Esch is probably going to start right away from the, for for them. And even though he's sort of like lanky for uh, for a middle linebacker, he's a really good pass defender, um, which is is starting to be rarer and rarer for uh, linebackers coming into the league because most of these guys uh, tend to be pass rushers. So I think he's he'd be a rare talent to get there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, very good uh, year last year. Not too many holes on this team. Um, I think if either Van Der Esch or Rashawn Evans are available, I think they might go for depth, but I don't have either of them available. I think they potentially could go offensive line, but I, I think their 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 biggest hole is wide receiver. So I have them taking uh, DJ Moore, the, uh, the wide receiver from Maryland. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, uh, they, do you know any – I don't really know any Vikings fans. Do you know any Vikings fans? You know, I didn't fans? even ask Chester who he wanted – uh, because he said he doesn't care about the draft. He's I get I don't know if this guy will make the Vikings team. It'll be like the eighty six Jets. I got it. Yeah. They're just so too deep. So let's uh, so should we just skip the Vikings? Yeah, let's skip the Vikings. Good call. Okay, so skip the Vikings. Uh, no one cares. But I, no, uh, but don't skip the Vikings because I want to skip the Patriots <laughs> because I do think the Patriots should have this pick because of the heinous crimes of both the Flategate and even dating back to Spygate. Uh, I, I think the Patriots should really lose another draft pick. So let's let's let the Vikings pick at thirty, but the the Patriots are out at thirty one. Okay, so the, the, the Vikings at 30. This is where I have Colton Miller. So I did tell you I have him going in the first round, but towards the very end of the first round, I think he was maybe reached on in, in the fans' mock draft. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they... I would have maybe said go for for a defensive lineman here, but they signed Sheldon Richardson. Um, you know, with uh, with Kirk Cousins, he's, uh, you know, their, their new, uh, you know, very highly paid quarterback. You want to protect him, uh, so I would go. I would go Colton Miller. I think some of the other linemen that are left, like Connor Williams and uh, Orlando Brown, could be in play here as well. But I think that Colton Orlando Miller Brown is, is like is they're just like repeat Orlando Brown linemen every five years. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, yeah, but I mean his father was. There's one not going to be Orlando years. Brown. Oh, is this or is this Orlando Brown Jr. Actually, this is Orlando Brown Jr. Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that it was his son. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, do you want me to even give? I, ha, I have a Patriots pick. Yeah, you, you give me, me the give Patriots pick. That's fine. Okay. Even so we, the, do, we advocate on this show that they should be stripped. <laughs> of pick. Okay. So they, they don't deserve this guy. They, they they shouldn't be able to get him. I have the Patriots taking Mason Rudolph with the with their twenty third pick. Now that they've gotten a backup quarterback that they could groom into potentially their their starter one day, I think they're either going to consider a tackle. I mean, they did lose Nate Solder here. However, the tackles just aren't that strong. Like Orlando Brown and Connor Williams aren't aren't great prospects. Connor Williams might even end up playing guard at the NFL. So I. I think that they're going to look um, secondary to uh, replace Malcolm Butler here. I have them taking Jair Alexander, who went a lot earlier in the fans' mock draft. Very early. Yeah, so, 14. so I have them going at 31. So I do think he's a first-rounder, which means it's not. I don't think it's a horrible pick for the Packers. I just think it's a reach, and there were better guys on the board. Um, and now the Eagles, I really think that there's so much the Eagles could do here. There's, they, they don't have too many holes. Um, they could look defensive line just to short, just in case there's an injury. I mean, last, last year, um, uh, Jason Peters got hurt, so they may want to attack tackle there just, just in case that happens again. Um, a lot of mock drafts have Maurice Hurst going here. He's still available on my draft, uh, but I don't have him going to the Eagles. I have them taking Darius Geis. Uh, Jay Ajayi uh, is going to be their starting running back, but the Eagles always like to go sort of running back by committee. I think Darius Geis would, would be a very talented player to get with the last pick in the first round. Uh, and, and then also they, they, did, um, they lost... 
uh, LeGarrette Blunt, And, um, you know, he, Darius Geis can now step up and be their backup, and they still have Wendell Smallwood, who's more of their receiving threat at, uh, at running back. So I think it would give them a nice tandem. Maybe go secondary, uh, but I think with Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson off the board, the next guy would be Mike Hughes, and I think he's more of a second rounder. Interesting. All right. I think you did a great job. Seems like you did a ton of research, as always. Appreciated it. It'll be a shame if you do get the third and final band from this uh, podcast. What? It, what? So you you watch the first round. Are you a second round of the draft watcher, or are you more like I'm going to follow the second round on my um, phone? I follow it more on my phone. Sometimes, yeah. if the, I mean, the Jets are going to be actually well, the Jets aren't even going to have a second. The Jets round are not play. in the second. So round. I'm it's probably not going to be watching the second round. I'll, I'll follow it though. I'll, I'll look at my my phone while it's, it's really going not on. a great TV experience. The second round of the draft. No, and, it's not. And then if you ever like turn on on the on the Saturday and they're up to like round five, you know, pick 187. They don't even talk about who gets picked anymore. They're just no. Like, they show oh, it at the bottom of the, the screen draft. because like yeah, who yeah. really cares? I mean, you care if you're a fan of the team or if you're like the yeah, family of the in, guy. Like, oh, my the guy team is picked. four picks away. I'm gonna like sort of keep an eye on it. But yeah. All right, awesome. So Jordan, thank you so much for your service. Yes, thank, thank you. Thanks for having me. Speak to you next year. Hopefully, the Jets will have the 32nd pick. Yeah, hopefully, I, I get to talk to you next year. I, I really, I really want to avoid the ban this year. All right. Not that it's really done anything. Okay, Akiva. So I'm back. I just listened to that podcast, and uh, I gotta say, I think Kalish did a really good job. Yeah, he always really works hard on this, and uh, you know, he puts in the effort. Unlike you, who literally wasn't even here. Well, I, as I said to you before, and as you mentioned on the podcast, when your team has the thirtieth pick, you know, you're, there's not really like a guy you're targeting. It's sort of a, no. it's almost like the second one. We'll see what happens. We'll see what falls to us. We yeah, need you're targeting line at help. best. You're targeting a position. Yeah, offensive line. And look, the the other issue with this team is it's not like they have a specific hole that they need to fill. The, oh, what that's the, what, a brag. That's no, a no, real no, humble well, brag. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the, the Vikings are going to go 6-10 and 10 next year, to be clear. But it's not because they have a hole in their lineup. It's because, like, it, you know, in my history as a fan, every single time my team has come really, really close and, and, and lost to, you know, an arguably worse team through bad luck or whatever, it's always been, okay, the next year we're going to get it done. Like the 98 Vikings, the 09 Vikings, the 2004 Timberwolves. In every one of those situations, they came into the next season as one of the, if not the favorite, then one of the top two or three teams in the league to win the title the next year. And every single time, it crashed and burned miserably. And, you know, they didn't even make the playoffs in in most of those circumstances. So things are going to go very badly for the Vikings next year. But it's not because they have, like, a position that's a big So the team is great. But they're cursed. Yeah. But right, but they, yeah, but, but, so, but listen, I'm not interested in the draft. What else do you want to talk about? You want to talk about uh, the NBA playoffs have been lit. You want to talk about Natalie Portman? I <laughs> uh, see so you tried to sneak in a lit, but it doesn't work for you. What do you mean? Can you never do that again? <laughs> what do you mean? I try to sneak it in. You tried to say lit, but I don't think you can get away with lit. I say lit all the time. Oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> that's a problem. I've never heard I mean, you say it before, and I know that because my ears recoiled and are trying to jump out of my head. <laughs> the NBA playoffs have been fantastic. You don't think so? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even rooting for the Spurs to win. Like, you know, you need to go to back to Golden State and lose by seventy-four, which is yeah. Every lower seed home team won yesterday. That Toronto Washington series is t- the only garbage series was Portland New Orleans because Damian Lillard played like a Raptors guard and was just terrible. I mean, he was probably the worst player in this first round. So yeah. bad. Yeah, I knew it's a, it's going to be exciting to see New Orleans in the second round. There aren't going to be any any total duds in round two, even in the East. I mean, unless Indiana beats Cleveland, which I think is possible. I was so down on Cleveland, and I think at this point, even though it's two two, you have to admit I'm right. Like they are scraping by to beat like a garbage Indiana yeah, but, team but that isn't on, even getting but, but much. But hold on, depot. this Indiana team is better than last year's Indiana team. You agree about that, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, 
Last year, the Cavs swept the Pacers in four, but every single game came out of the last possession. They won each game by two or three points. Right. I don't think they were good last year either. Well, they went to the finals last year, so. Yeah. I mean, someone has to come out of the East. But I, I the, they're not good. They He had a much better supporting cast last year. Why are you talking? Why are you even talking about last year? They had Kyrie Irving on the team last year. No, Cleveland's worse than they were last year. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying the fact that they're like not destroying this Indiana team is not a proof because they didn't destroy them last year either. When Indiana was worse, and they were better. Right. So, yeah. I, I, this yeah. team is bad. Um, you know, no, I'm excited to see if Davis can sort of put the Pelicans on his back. Well, we owe I, an apology I, to Drew Holiday because we sort of dismissed him in our NBA playoff preview. Yeah, we did. This, we did dismiss yeah. Drew. He's been dismissing us. Miritich has been really good. Well, yeah, but we did say that. I had said how he was an all-star. Do you think the they'd be worse season. with Cousins? Well, I mean, again, Miritich is playing like an all-star. So yeah. how much, you know, he wouldn't be playing. How much better could they be, really? I'm I'm really shocked. See, the, one of the interesting things about the New Orleans-Portland series, both those teams have, like, five good players. There are no benches involved. So yeah. when they get... When they get to the next round, it's going to be an issue. The Warriors have a similar problem, but... Yeah, but if Steph, if Steph Curry's out, Anthony Davis right now is the best player in the league. You know, he's going to finish second in the MVP voting to James Harden. It's quite clear so far in the playoffs, uh, you know, who's the better player. Um, But but the point is the Warriors can stagger Curry, Draymond, Clay. Yeah, but and, Curry's and not going to play in the second round. Apparently they're saying third round now. Let's yeah, go back well, for the that, that's finals. a problem, obviously. If Curry, I, I yeah. don't, I don't, I could buy him missing like game one and two. I, I don't New Orleans against Golden State without Curry, I say New Orleans has like a one in three chance of winning that series. It's funny, and this is like to my, you know, I'm obviously the biggest Kawhi stand on earth, but the the Spurs against the Warriors with Kawhi and Curry at worst is a very close series. And without you take away Kawhi and you take away Curry, and all of a sudden the Warriors win every game by thirty. Yeah, because the Warriors also have four other, you know, three other superstars. Right, but the point is Kawhi is as good as the Warriors' four superstars. Yeah. I mean, Aldridge, but, yeah. Has, Aldridge has been terrible. Listen, we had enough arguments uh, on Gchat uh, this week. Like, Yeah, we had a big fight. Well, because I always, I always thought your Kawhi stuff was trolling, but, like, you really believe it. You're, I don't you're, do any trolling. You're like a MAGA you... person when it comes to Kawhi on the Spurs. Kawhi is going to be on the Spurs next year unless Popovich doesn't want him. Okay. All right, we don't 100%. need to argue this They have okay. no incentive to trade him. Okay. Yes, and he wants to be on the team, and he has no issues with the team. He's having a you know great who didn't want to be on the team, Marcus Aldridge. And then they yeah. said, "Too bad you're on the team." They sat down with him, and he had the best year of his career this year. Yeah, uh, he didn't have the best year of his career. He was better in Portland. But why can't they? Why they rejuvenated his career? Why can't? Why can't they at least do that with Kawhi? It's possible. Kawhi has much more leverage than Aldridge does. Yeah, but but Aldridge came out and said, "I want to be traded." Kawhi hasn't yeah. even said that. As I as I said, Kawhi has more leverage than Aldridge. But all right, let's not argue about this. We'll see what happens in the offseason. What mm -hmm. else? What else can we talk uh, about? Next week, send this in. Don't put it in the Facebook group. Email us in your um, rankings for the following. Next week's podcast is going to be, uh, we're going to rank the sports months from, from 12 to 1. So send us in your sports months rank rankings. Have we done um, this before? No, we have definitely have not done it before. Okay. Right. I'm going to take this seriously. I'm really going to like, it, it, it's, it, I don't, don't want to get into it now, but I've already like, had some real debates in my head. And, and what year is this happening in? Because in in Olympic ah. World Cup, in even years, there's more stuff going on than in odd years. Yeah, it's a good question. I think I think you almost give, but also the the Olymp the Olympics are almost always in the same month. The, the Winter Olympics are almost always in February. The World Cup is not always in June, but it's it's pretty much nowadays Ex almost well, except in June. next time. Except next time, I think yeah. it's I think so. Like if you're ranking June, it's like one fourth credit for the World Cups. 
You know what I mean? It gets, like, a, it gets a quarter of a credit, you're saying. It gets okay. a quarter of a World Cup. Because it's only so every four years. To, Got it, yeah. Yeah. I think that's okay. how you work. So it's same with work. July, August for Summer Olympics and February. Correct, okay, correct. Yeah, understood. Anything that's not that's not yeah. annual. Yeah. Yeah. Get, I mean, obviously... Getting, getting a quarter of the Winter Olympics is not helping February too much. Not gonna, not for most people. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm a lunatic. But even for me, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, biathlon season starting in December, obviously, is going to put December at the top. <laughs> if I told you how much biathlon I've seen since the Olympics... And it's funny because, like, my wife and my kids who don't listen to anything I say and don't pay attention to what I do, they'll come in once in a while and it'll be on in the background and they'll be like, what? why are you watching the Olympics? And I'm like, no, this isn't the Olympics. This is, this is, I don't, I shouldn't tell them because I would immediately, my wife would immediately, like, call a lawyer. This yeah. is like the 2017 biathlon season, but, like, I don't know who won, so I'm just watching every race. Wait, biathlon you, is skiing and shooting, right? Biathlon is cross country skiing, but then uh, you stop two or four times every race. And you shoot at five targets. And are, are you watching this just to be like, just to be like a feat? Like, there's no way you actually are interested in this. I think it's my favorite sport. I think I like it more than how football. can that? How can that be? It's so exciting. If I like show you, it's it's I I like cross cross country skiing. skiing. Oh my god! First of all, have you ever but, gone cross country skiing? Uh, no, but I was a big alpine skier back in the day. Uh, there wa- there wasn't really options. I would have loved <laughs> who, to go. First who, of all, I'm a bad calls, athlete. Who calls downhill skiing alpine skiing? Down. That's what it's called, but no, nobody people just call it skiing. It's skiing and cross country skiing. No, but downhill is just yeah. I mean, I guess I just went downhill, but like yes, but yes. that but alpine you know slalom why? is not alpine. Cross country skiing I mean, is the worst thing in the universe downhill. because when you go skiing and sometimes you're like at the bottom of the hill and you got to get over the next like lift. Like that's yeah. like the worst sixty seconds of your life. No, I agree. I agree. Listen, I'm I watch sports. I don't do sports anymore. I am retired. Yeah. By the way, um, our um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting his name now. The Olympian we had on this podcast, AJ, uh, AJ, AJ Edelman, yeah, yeah, who who had who had a nice piece he wrote and did some posts for your month's mood. Uh, he was really trashing the the guy who uh, gets all uh, glistened up. What's that guy? Tonga guy. Yeah, the Tonga guy. Whatever his name is, he was really bashing that guy when he came on our podcast. Like the Tonga guy cross country skied. He like that's like a really hard sport to do. And like yeah. he finished. Like he wasn't but so, even like but, but skeleton is even a more is a da- much more dangerous sport. It's not as it's more yeah. dangerous, but it's much more like I could skeleton. I would die. But no, I you would die. It. So <laughs> what does that mean? What's the goal is to not die. So it's a yeah, your but, point but, is good. But if, I, like but I, but I physically could not cross a curler. Cross country skiing is much, much, much more like challenging in terms of like the physical endurance. Oh yeah, no. Well, that one of the cool yeah. things about biathlon is no matter if you finish a, a long race, like you can't. The second you cross the line, you collapse. Like you yeah. fall down and cannot get up for a minute. Well, I'm gonna be doing. That. I have a race in, a, in in two weeks from yesterday, a bike race, the five borough bike tour or something like that. I didn't even know you like own a bike. That's insane. <laughs> well, that's a problem for me because I do not. <laughs> you don't own a bike now. I'm, I don't I'm, know if I've admitted this I'm on riding the show, in, but. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to bike ride. What? I know. Ne- I, mean, I learned. I don't when know I was why a kid. I'm surprised, but that's still insane. <laughs> my my Zadie, I think uh, taught me. But then, like when I was eight or nine years old, I I like stopped and I never got like a, a oh two wheel. I never owned a two wheeler bike. First of all, what kind of parents did you have? How did you not have? A they bike tried. Ride? Listen, I they tried to teach me how to bike ride. They didn't provide you with a bike, so that's sort of step one. I didn't want one. They're like, all right, we're getting you a bike. I'm like, nah, I'm good. How did you like get like to your friends' houses growing up? They, I, I lived walking distance from them. If I yeah, lived biking distance, they weren't my friend, or they came over to me. You know what walking distance is? It's a longer version of biking distance. I had, you know, I didn't grow up in in Minnesota where you had one friend four miles away. Like I had forty people within three square blocks of my house that I could go over to. 
I mean, not that I had 40 friends, but in theory. This is just insane to me. Um, Yeah, so my bike broke, like, my bike broke at the end of last summer, and I haven't got a new one yet. And then I realized, oh, crap, I have a 40-mile bike race in two weeks. Why do you sign up for this? Is it for work? Uh, Social peer pressure. You know, a friend of mine asked me to. There's nobody who could peer pressure me into something like that. (laughs) Well, but it's also, it's like, it's not really, it's like, it's something that you know you should do. It's good for you anyways. So, you know, get some exercise. Here, you want to hear this one. So I I had to wake up, I woke up at 6 in the morning yesterday on Sunday to go bike riding for two hours before I, you know, came back to spend a whole day. But you don't even have a bike. Well, I borrowed a bike. Okay. And, um, but I, you know, most people, there's two kinds of people in the world. There's the people who like go out imbibing substances late at night and then sleep in the next day. And then there's people who go to sleep early, get a good night's rest and wake up and exercise the next day. I try to be both. So I went out Saturday night. It's so funny because I'm neither. Like I don't go out and drink (laughs) and I certainly don't get up early in the morning. Well, I tried to be both and it did not work. I was like, so I was like deadly tired on Sunday all day. I actually got yelled at by my wife because my mother-in-law was visiting and then, um, she she left for the airport at like two thirty, and I like lay down for like a nap at like one thirty. So I didn't say goodbye to her. And you got yelled at because of that. Well, Jen said, you know, it wasn't so nice. You didn't say goodbye to my mom. I said, well, I mean, I apologize. Like, you could have woken me up. Like I didn't intend to like pass out, but you know that's what happens when you you know wake up at six in the morning to go bike riding. Yeah. So you know what you do? You give the email goodbye. Like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. I was so yeah, tired. Yeah, no, I, I called. Take care of your stupid yeah. grandkids. But, uh, you know, like that, the email goodbye is much better than than. Well, I mean, better than an email is actually to call on video chat, which is what I did. And I didn't say the word stupid. But other than that, yeah, you're right. My my wife's family is like a crazy like they'll give 40 minutes of goodbyes before somebody leaves to the airport. Yeah. Like the first goodbye does not take like that. It's yeah. a constant stream of goodbyes. Yeah, it's frustrating. So Jen makes fun of my family because it's the, the Chester hangup, she calls it. Like, when well, yeah. we're done with a phone call, we're done with a phone call. I mean, I'm on record like, as saying it's this, like, OK, like, bye. And we hang up. Jen, he hangs up in the middle of a sentence if he's like, all right, I got I nothing more. I, yeah, I well, that's that's how it should be. But Jen thinks, yes. yeah, that the, the goodbyes have to be like a gradual process. Oh, no. I know that my wife and her mom aren't hanging up until like the fourth time her mom like sings goodbye. Like, yeah. Goodbye. And I know like, oh, yeah, but then there's going to be four more things. You know who feels like they're suffering through that same thing right now? Listeners of oh. this podcast. No, they're loving it. <laughs> they, they hopefully fast forward to this part. <laughs> they don't even know I'm here. They listen for an hour. Uh, at least one listener. This is going to be your favorite episode ever until the end. Well, I think anybody, probably every listener, it'll be their favorite episode ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, all right. So let's, yeah, uh, let's we end could this go. Thing. Send this your your month rankings. In two weeks, we have a game. If you want to be, how about this? In two weeks, if you want to be the representative for a game we're calling Win Akiva Wienicker's Money or Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air. Oh, that's so um, Yeah. Uh, email in. Uh, it, it's it, you're putting a hundred dollars of your actual money. Hundred dollars of my money on the line. Are you going to give you, any more hints or clues or what? The, what yeah. What oh the yeah. Topic is? Well, no, not for now. Not what the game is, but yeah. But um, well, I'm going to play. I have a te- play a test version of the game with you at some point. Okay. Uh, and actually, I played a test version of the game with uh, Jordan right after we finished recording. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to give away like ninety nine dollars of it, but like I'm, fi- you know, I, I also don't want the person to lose. I have to, I have to sort of make the game where it's like. Millionaire style, where you're giving away the middle amount most of the time, because you can't play it again if every time I'm giving away a hundred bucks. All right, with your vague like references, this is going to be confusing to people. So let's okay, so anyway, up. the point is, if you want to participate in a game that doesn't require anything except perhaps being good at googling things and having some movie knowledge, then write in and make your case why you should be our guest in two weeks' time. Okay, Akiva, so I will talk to you next week where we rank the 12 months in terms of goodness of sporting activities. Correct, with biathlon for starting in December yeah. being number one. Okay. I agree. Bye. Bye.
Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.